So episode 25 now with my friend Brock. Brock just came for like a great month of racing in Europe in back-to-back uh, -back three weeks. Um, Bergen, Valencia, and Karoi Bari. So pretty, pretty happy to have Brock on the pod, you know, back on. I'm really happy for him what he learned, what's going to happen in his life and what's going through like all those races and all those learning and experience he's sharing with everybody. It's like really important if you're like want to know what's what it takes to be like in the top elite pro like uh, triathlon. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, I won't take most of your time. So enjoy this interview with Brock. Brock, we are back. You came back from Europe, uh, three races, well, two and a half, but uh, pretty much I'm happy for you, the result, um, all the learning you, you did, because racing in Europe, it's different from racing in, the, in America, for sure. And the level and streets and, you know, coordinating everything. So I'm really happy you experienced that. And uh, you met a lot of people there. So first of all, how was the trip? Uh, yeah, yeah, thanks, man. I'm glad I'm back on here. Um, and yeah, yeah, the trip was good. Um, Yeah, there was definitely a lot of learning, but um, I mean, it's only my third and fourth World Cup, so I'm figuring it out. And I definitely feel like, you know, if I could do another one this weekend, I learned so much the last two races that like I could do so much better. So um, that's a big, big plus side. I think I just, you know, I was kind of lacking racing mm -hmm. for two, almost three years there. So for me, it's just like, getting back into the groove of racing. And I, I, I did feel like in, in Carlo Vivari, like I was, uh, I didn't have to think I was just, just racing, which is awesome because first couple of races this year, it was just a lot of thinking and it was so much going on and it just felt yeah, so fast. Yes, exactly. And so Carlo Vivari, I just felt like, even though some things happened in the race that really kind of, um not ruined my race but made it a, a lot more difficult of a race i still I like the swim still felt like yeah like the swim i still felt like i was just you know i was i was up there and i was able to um like make moves in the race i was i wasn't on my limit you know what i mean so that was awesome i was great so first of all first walk up you 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 flew to bergen you're reaching yeah. everything like swimming with them training with them in the same pool, you know, I was so hyped to see you there. And then you didn't yes. get a chance to race. And I felt that was going to be like a great race for you because I look at the venue, everybody was cheering and it, it looked great. And I think in the next couple of years, so maybe next year will be like, um, like a world series because you, it, is, it is amazing there. And I'm really sad that you, uh, you didn't race, but at least you took something out of that race. You know, you saw those guys, you, you trained with them. So how was that? Yeah, no, Norway was awesome. Um, the country is just beautiful, for one. Um, I was kind of staying like 30 minutes outside of town at a homestay, um, which was awesome. Very nice of them. Um, but yeah, no, I was able to like um, just ride in the countryside and everything. It was, it was beautiful. Probably probably the best riding I've ever done, like ever. I and I've wrote, I seen the videos of uh, Christian and Gustav, like just riding. It's amazing. It's beautiful. I just want to go and bike out there. Yeah, man, you should like it's it's incredible. And like I rode like pretty much all over the world. So for it to be on my 
my top one or two is pretty crazy. I still say Kelowna would be number one for me just because I love riding here. But um, number summer. two, uh, number yeah, <laughs> number two is probably Norway. So yeah, that was awesome. And then just being there for the race, yeah, I was like, I was super excited, hoping to get on, obviously. Um, one number and, nine. Yeah, it's just it's so hard to get into these events you know your world ranking has to be so high and for me i i'm, I'm catching up on two years of no races Pretty much. and so trying to get those points back and i'm also trying to race the world cups i'm not doing the continental cups as much just because I, i'm looking for olympic points even right. though i could probably w- go and win a continental cup and boost my world ranking so much i'm just i'm hoping to get into these world cups just so i can get the olympic points because i'm out exactly. running out of time right but um, no, it was awesome to be there, and I'm definitely going to be going back to do that race because it, it's a tough race, and I think I'm good at tough races just because I'm. I think I'm. I'm. My strength is my strength, so that's what I'm. I'm hoping to go back and do that one again. So yeah, it really sucked though. Not you know, morning of the race, standing there next to the check-in and just waiting. And one guy actually checked in like three minutes late. So we thought I was in the race, which was pretty Shit. crazy. So, yeah, but they. Oh, no. They, they didn't know so. that. Yeah. That sucks. Like, honestly, you're, I was texting you the entire time. Like, what's your weight in this number? What's your weight in this number? And I was hoping you can race there. For like, of course, everybody wanted to race there because Christian and Gustav are racing. So, of course, they're going to be racing. So, two spots, uh, they aren't going to be available. And then. A lot of people were there. I don't think Jonathan Brownlee was there, but um, lots of people like Matt McEnroe. was there. Oh, okay. I mean, something like Pierre Lacroix. Everybody was there. No, I mean, um, at this French, uh, the guy who won. Uh, um... I don't remember. <laughs> I'll remember a French guy. Yeah, I know who you mean. Um, uh, I don't, I don't know. I can't remember his name. Connix, yeah, Dorian Connix. Yeah, so yeah, that's, and then pretty much, I, I probably think you'll learn more not racing that race, like giving you that fire to race. And then you flew to um, Valencia, which uh, it was a really fast course, like for the Mexicans was really good because uh, on the women's side, uh, there was a podium there, second place, uh, and the yes, race, which she almost like, she had the fastest run, and 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 she beat uh, uh, okay. Perio, and um, that was great. I mean, in in but at the end of the sprint, I was so happy for that. And um, yeah, I wasn't good. watching. I was just uh, watching the life on um, on the Mexican Federation because I was biking that day. Yeah, but uh, Jamie was texting me like, "Oh, are you excited? Brock is racing." I'm like, "Bro, I'm out in the sun. I'm grinding out here." um long run i mean long ride six hours just tell him tell me how he's going and he was texting me like oh he's out of the top 10 swim he's looking like a top 15 and i was just like come on come on and at the end you were like 20 or 30 or something and like pretty much out of the swim so it was great yeah no exactly um yeah so leaving leaving bergen um i was just like i still didn't know if i was in valencia right Right. So that was, I just tried not to think about that. I was just thinking as if I was in the race and just preparing at that point. Um, I actually did a, uh, I didn't even watch the men's race. So as soon as they 
told me I wasn't in the race. I just got on the train with my bike and rode to the pool, did a, a swim. Luke had me do um, kind of like a race simulation set. So I did three times oh, 500. I like, forgot to mention, he was there with um, you. Which uh, is Luke wasn't in Bergen. He was in Valencia and in Perla oh, Vigardi, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I did a hard swim, then um, got on my bike, did three times 15 at um, balance point or like threshold area and then finished off with three by 2k on the track at like 250 pace nice. so I was I was working hard that day um, just trying to get like a little bit of a race like shift as if I had raced right um, and it did it was probably harder than racing actually <laughs> so um, yeah, by yourself and then, of course uh, yeah yeah and then yeah flew to Valencia um, honestly I just I think I, I just always feel good in like hot, humid, like conditions. Like, um, it was the day before the race It the temperature was feel like 41 and 89% humidity. So wow. it was freaking hot. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I think I just raced good in those conditions. So the non-wetsuit swim, obviously ideal for me. It was an easy swim. I led the first half, settled in the pack, felt good. My swims come so far this year. I'm just super confident in that. Yeah, I'm happy for um, that, honestly. Because that, that's how you get in the first group and then you work together and then on the run, that's it. Exactly, yeah. Like, it's it's kind of a golden ticket. So, um, Not everybody yeah, can do that. that. So that a lot of people want to, like, do that. Lionel Sanders, you know, and a lot of swimmers in the ITU, they can. They just can. And you got it. So I'm happy for that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm so stoked on that, man. Like, yeah, the first, I mean, I dive and take 10 strokes and I've already got a body length on most guys. So wow. I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's, it takes so much stress out of the race just because like, you know, you know, first buoy, you can get there first or second and, and you don't have to worry about anything. Exactly. But yeah, um, actually lost my cap and goggles the last like 100 meters i don't know if you saw on instagram the photo i've got like no cap and yeah on. i was like weird coming out of the water things happen yeah. <laughs> like it's basically a war zone right there in swim so i know exactly yeah so but that's all right i lost a couple spots just because this so hard to see with the salt it's salt water in your eyes but um but yeah i got onto the bike rode hard the first minute or two and then just it was so flat and windy everyone just kind of came together, right? Oh, okay, yeah. And that was actually probably the sketchiest bike I've probably ever been in, in a race. Um, even though it was flat, it was just going around those traffic circles. Yeah, exactly. We would go from, yeah, almost two lanes wide to like yeah. six feet wide of like area to get into. So we got 60 guys just trying to like condense. It was crazy. Yeah, I I, um, I, I know the race curves because... Um, I think in 2020 was a few, uh, one of the few races that actually happened. And Alistair Brownlee and Vincent Luis were racing there. So I remember I was watching like those turns of like two guys. It was really hard. The 60 guys, tough. Yeah, it was sketchy. They were, I mean, they were crashes. So um, Diego, Diego Moya went down and a couple other guys. So yeah, but. Um, and then, yeah, onto the run. It was a flat um, run. You can see, like, everybody there, so. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I actually had a really bad T2. Um, 
I came off like a little further back than I wanted to, like, you know, 28th or something to hit the floor for the run. And then um, just there's so many guys coming in. I actually ran into like two guys, like literally ran into them with their bikes and had to like stop and run around and going out of T2. Oh my God. So that was a mess, but basically started the run like, I don't know, 33rd or something. So I ran through 10 guys, which was like, it's better than nothing. I, I, I was catching the group. I caught the group in front of me and then I attacked on them and dropped a couple more. So it was okay, but um, it was definitely hot and I, I didn't in get a fast water run. the first lap. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was hot and fast and I just didn't get any water that first lap. And so I was kind of uh, definitely overheating a little bit. And so second lap, I managed to grab a bottle just because there's so few bottles and like everyone's grabbing one, right? So got a bottle, took a sip, you know, dosed myself a little bit and immediately felt better. And that's when I started passing guys. So it was, uh, uh, yeah, but again, like learned so much and was awesome to just be at the front of the race. Um, big confidence boost after like Hamburg, just having some crappy stuff happen. Yeah, right. Um, you know, I've worked so much on my, like, the punchiness of my bike, my ability to like sprint and uh, make moves and stuff. And Valencia, lots of 180 degree turns and all of that. And I was just, I'd say I was one of the best there and in, in my, in that part, which was awesome. So I can tell, uh, honestly, and I can relate to that because uh, like a month ago, uh, yeah. I did like, a, let's say a long ride, which I'm going to do it same this Saturday for like, we were like pushing with a guy like race pace. He's racing Kona and uh, it's, it's a really fast guy. And he was doing like race efforts on like 320 watts for like an hour and a half and then 45 minutes, which is really fast. So I was just sucking wheel the entire time. And we were like four guys behind him. And pretty much on those turns, I was thinking, honestly, like the level of rocks racing, it's just so hard because in those turns, you're losing and you had a push. And I'm flat out, out of the pedals, just going, trying to go with him. Because if you lose that wheel, you're gone. Even if you're going, like, the same effort, you're gone. So I'm like, fuck, I, this is really hard. Like, like biking, like, 400 watts, 500 watts, like that. So, and um, oh, exactly. that's intense. I, I know how you feel. So, if yeah. you lose the group, you're gone. So, yeah, I'm like, happy for you for that. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely like it's a different type of endurance, right? You actually have to have a little bit of like sprint endurance in there, right? I don't and, have that like you, but we're yeah, well, you don't you don't even need it that much though, because you're doing the long, long, long stuff. And by but, myself, and there's no drafted, so exactly right. So it's just about what you can sustain. But, exactly. Yeah, like in in Valencia, we um every 180 we hit like at least 800 watts, right? So like. It's crazy, yeah. You do 30 seconds at 800, 600, whatever it is, and then settle back in. It's hard, and it, it just, like, really takes, takes matches. You're burning matches every time, right? So the more, like, smooth you can be, the less less you're going to tap into that run a little bit. So I've been able to work on that, and that's that was a huge, like, takeaway that, like, I've improved at. So that was awesome. Happy because for me, that's a huge weakness. And... Um... But it is what it is. So, and then you flew to Czech Republic, which is a really beautiful country, really cheap country, like 
I'll say underrated because everybody wants yeah. to travel to like big races, but like that's a tough course. That's a tough course and really tough course to like film and watch because I was trying to like, I was looking at the tracker. I was looking through you and really hard because the camera was just there in one zone and you were looking and I, you were in the like um, second group. Chase back. Chase back, right. And um, I was watching you like, you know, like on the swim, you, of course you didn't have a great swim. You are with Charles and you get out and then you start going and going and going and going. And man, that's a tough course. Even in the run, I couldn't see in the run because the camera was on uh, Matt McEnroy the entire time. So, but, uh, yeah. and I couldn't see it because I was looking what, uh, where's your place at the end. And they were just doing the interviews and I was like guys crossing, but I can see, but uh, overall, I think uh, it was a great race for you because it was really hard on the bike. You're doing the efforts by yourself and on the run pretty much like it's a tough course. It's a really tough course. Yeah, no, it's um, it's probably one of the hardest on the it's probably the hardest Olympic distance that IT has ever made. Right. Um, oh, I agree. Like, yeah, the. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a race that I'm going to be really good at um, next year and like the years following in my career. Um, just because I, I think some tiny little things that could have happened differently in this race, and I and I would have been right up there, like the, the entire time. Yeah. So historically, I've never, besides like, you know, youth races when I was fourteen, fifteen, I've never actually had a good a good swim in a wetsuit my entire life. So that that's, you know, that's a big, um, kind of just thing that I need to figure out and we've made a um, kind of a plan my coach and I on how to how to fix that we're going to start working on it this winter um, testing out different suits and everything um, the suit I have now uh, first of all it's not even mine and second of all it's eight years old so yeah um, exactly because like 2016 or something I remember like the first pictures it's exactly the same Roca like that's a like really old Roca so I'm like give me a new one yeah. Yeah, yeah, like um, I think I watched Gomez race in that in like 2013. So wow, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, the technology has improved a lot, and I'm still racing in that thing. So it's just um, the material is too thick around my shoulders and all of that, and it just it doesn't allow for me to stroke properly. And so, in a wetsuit, that was actually a good swim for me, <laughs> um, which is crazy. So yeah, I just normally you know on first or second the first buoy i was probably 15th the first buoy which is you know frustrating and not great um that was the most physical first buoy i've i've ever experienced because i'm not usually back there right um i was totally stood up like entirely submerged under the water vertical and you know just coming up like gasping for air because you're just there's just guys swimming over top of you and you're you're punching people they're punching wow. you like there's nothing you can do, right? So, um, yeah. It Absolutely, carners out there. You know, that's what I heard about people racing there. So, yeah, it was a it was a dog fight. Like it was crazy. I actually, I think I got kicked in the leg really hard because, um, even today, like my leg is still sore in this on the this one spot on my quad, and like I could barely like jog two days ago. Barely like wow. Yeah, because I just, it's like a terrible Charlie horse from just getting kicked so hard, right? 
It happens. But, yeah, so on the, bike. On the first lap. Yeah, the first lap of the swim, I think I was um, 21st or something. Hey, there was two uh, laps. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was kind of cool running out and around. Um, and we did we did swim quite fast though for having like a, a run around. Like I still swam 16:55, I think, which is probably closer to like 16:30 without the run. Um, which is which is quick. Um, but obviously we are in wetsuits, so it helps a little bit, but. Um, I saw Charles, we know, we, we both knew it was each other right there. So we were just, you know, we weren't taking each other's draft or impeding each other. We were just swimming as hard as we could together and trying to, trying to catch up and we would catch at the buoys, um, going around and then we would lose it slightly on the, the straight oh, and then we wow. again at the buoys and it was just like, oh man. So then I did really well on the last buoy, um, and made like almost caught at the last buoy swam hard in and then i was actually pretty much on the feet coming out but came uh ran to my bike or yes yeah, my bike and actually got my wetsuit like caught on my ankle on my right ankle it happens i hate that feeling terrible man so bad and you can just hear the guys like leaving right in the pack oh, and no. you, so you're just trying so hard and had to use my fingers to get it over my feet and then um, actually bumped my helmet off my bike, just like in the frantic getting the wetsuit off. So then I had to pick up my good. helmet and then my glasses were like all like, they almost fell out of my helmet and it was just, it was just a mess. So yeah. Those five, the 10 seconds, they're like, that's it. Gone, you know, they're gone and that's it. Yeah. Like looking back, I would have needed, about 500 watts for probably three minutes to to bridge oh my god um and i didn't i didn't do that it was <laughs> it's closer to 400 or whatever it was right so yeah be um, yeah so like i, I want to get to where i have that capability right so you can just hop on put out 500 watts for, for three minutes and bridge up that gap but um so yeah that was that was the swim <laughs> and a tough bike really tough bike honestly yeah like lots of climbing yeah no the bike was super cool the, first of all the the prologue was awesome like riding from the lake up to the town right yeah um and that actually had lots of climbing as well it was that was actually probably the hardest part of the entire race in my opinion i was watching you're like pushing like the groups so i was really cool oh could you see that hey yeah, I was watching. I had the picture. I haven't sent it to you because I was watching on the. It was actually the F one at the same time, and I got the F one on my uh, MacBook, and I was watching in my phone. I was watching like the F one and Brock, and I was like just screenshotting and I was screaming to myself like "Go Brock!" So I didn't post anything, but I was watching. That's awesome. No, well, cool. That's that's great. Yeah. No, that's that's good. Yeah, we were we were working hard, but that those front guys obviously had that gap coming out <clears throat> and we're still able to put like almost a minute into us yeah, by the right. time we got like right, right away by the time we got to T2, which was crazy. So when we got there, we found out we had 60 seconds and started the hill. And I was just like, I was prepared to, you know, in, in Arzakana, that was my, that was the weakness for me. Right. The bike. I'm, I remember. I, I am a bigger guy, so I, you know, I have to push a few more watts than these 130 pound guys out there. 
And so, you know, I was prepared to dig really, really deep on the hill and actually going up the hill the first time I, I looked back and the guys were just dropping. And I was like, like, what are we doing here? Like, are we going to catch these guys or not? Right. So I decided right there just to go solo. So I, I actually started just like really pounding the hill and started I catching the picture. So that's, that's why. So oh, sweet. Looking to add of the race pretty much. I was like, the entire time but the, yeah it was pretty insane like on the bike there's nothing you can do because there's a minute ahead and there's no way you're gonna bridge the gap by yourself right so yeah exactly right uh, i was a little ambitious i didn't i didn't know what the i didn't know it was 60 seconds i thought it was i thought it was maybe 20 and so just because we hadn't even been given a split yet um and so i i just decided to go solo so i, I started just attacking on the hill i dropped my pack I was just going up, um, coming back down. And then my coach was at the bottom of the hill. So after the top, coming back down. Yeah. And he yelled to me there and told me it was 60 seconds. And basically then told me like, yeah, like, you know, work together. Don't, don't go solo here because right. there's a big gap. You're not, you, it's 60 seconds. You probably can't do that on your own, right? Um, so then I kind of settled back into the pack, but that was a huge, like, even on the first lap, just a bit of a confidence boost for me because I realized I was like, yeah, I'm probably the strongest rider in the pack here. I agree. So, so that, that was just huge. And then after the, that, we on the run, what happened there? Because I, I, I didn't, I didn't see you. Yeah. Yeah. So coming off the bike, um, we were able to work that down to 35 seconds to the lead pack which was good. Um, but obviously, you know, we didn't catch. So at that point it, it doesn't matter that much. Um, yeah, the first lap of the run I actually felt good. The first lap, um, I was on pace for 31, um, um, basically 31 flat for the first lap. Okay. Yeah. Which is not, not a flat course, of course, but, um, yeah. So, you know, that's, it's pretty good for, uh, for the hilly course. And then um, a lot of guys actually went out just stupid fast from my pack. And I, and you like I've, done, I've done Olympic distance and I've done half iron before. And I know when someone goes out too fast and I was like, that's not sustainable. You can't go out 29 minutes on this course. Like most guys can't. Um, so yeah, by the time 3k came around, I was passing lots of guys. Exactly. Um and felt good and then about four kilometers in um i just started getting like terrible cramping in my um in my hamstrings yeah um and lots of guys cramped out there obviously because of the course right like it's not easy for me, yeah for me it was basically each hills around two and a half to three minutes and you know i was doing 430 watts every time so that's a lot of effort to put out, you know, 430 Watts for the normalized power was 380 for the bike. And, um, Including the descent. <laughs> so that's a pretty tough one. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the, uh, we had 21 minutes of it over 450 Watts. So it's insane. Yeah. It was, it was, is hard, right. That, that, that obviously affects the run and affects, yeah, I, I think I took in 800 milligrams of sodium on the bike. Um, I probably needed over a thousand. 
and that was the problem there. So now you know. Yeah, now I know, right? So for the rest of the run, it literally just became running as fast as I could without cramping, because I knew that if I if I fully seized, you know, and had to stop, I'm gonna lose more time. So I wasn't running to my full capability, which sucked, right? Um, I knew I had a 31 flat in me, um, just wasn't able to like, wasn't able to put it out there. Um, I actually, I did, I ran almost 5k with my quads, like entirely cramped, which was like, I was just toughing it out out there at the end. Um, and just picking off one guy at a time, I was like, okay, like, you know, I'm 29th, I'm 28th, I'm 27th. Like, I just need to pass that guy, just pass that guy. And at the end, like the last K, I, I split basically like a 250 for the last K. Um, wow. Just because I had, I had so much left in the, in the tank on my run, but I was just muscularly tired. destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Destroyed like my, not even tired, just like cramping. Right. I agree. Yeah. So that last K, it was like, okay, like I could cramp and it doesn't matter at this point. Um, so really just attack that last K and passed like two more guys in the last K which was awesome but yeah it is what it is I learned a lot and yeah I'll do I'll do better next time I'm gonna I I I know for sure I'm gonna run a 30 minute 10k in my next Olympic distance um because I know I have that fitness in me it's just just have to get the little things right the wetsuit the sodium the sodium and like that's probably it now you know bro like honestly uh, we got five more minutes because it's going to run out the time. But, okay. uh, uh, well, yeah, pretty much you learn a, a ton. And yes. I'm happy you share everything with us. So what's next for you for this year? Or you don't know yet? Yeah, no, Um, I'm going to be doing the Pan American Continental Cup Championships in Paraguay. Wow. Um, yeah. I'm to Paraguay. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's a long yeah. way. That's on October 29th. Okay, good. Um, so I have a little a little while here. Um, but the reason why I'm doing that um, is because um, it's the only Continental Cup in the entire Olympic cycle that has Olympic points. Nice. Um, so, and it's actually 75% of WTCS points. Wow, that's amazing. For a Continental Cup, which is Unreal. Almost, almost a cheat code. Um, exactly. <laughs> So I'm going to go there and just lay it all on the line. Lucky for me, it's super hot in Uruguay. And um, I'm going to be ready for it. Is Uruguay or Paraguay? Uh, I think it's Uruguay. Well, I'll, I'll look into that for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should probably know, but I, I know I'm racing it. So. And then after that, anything or just off season or more races or what's going on? I have the grand final. Um, um, I would like to race the elite race um but i also haven't met the top 12 selection criteria okay um so we will see what happens um i'm definitely going to express interest for that and i believe that i out of all the canadians um tyler charles and i are the top three performing lots of things to happen in the next two years exactly right yeah so i think i should be in in there um but we'll see what triathlon canada says um, but yeah, those are my last two, hopefully for the season, but there might be more. We'll see. You, you will never know. So again, Brock, thanks so much for sharing and 
taking a little yeah. bit of your time. So yeah, just okay. keep on following you for uh for South America, either it's Uruguay or Paraguay, whatever it is. Yes. You'll look great. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me on. And um, it was great catching up with you. Awesome, buddy. Thanks so much for listening with uh, my road to Kona. Now three more weeks until Kona. So pretty exciting. You know, time is getting closer. So let's go.